My guest today is David Feynman. He is the co-founder of Viral Ideas Marketing. He began his online career marketing concerts in high school on Facebook. He took a 200-person monthly concert and turned it into a 1,600-person monthly event through Facebook advertising. David went on to start the Zombie Run, which grew from zero to 35,000 participants in nine months in 60 major markets. The race was featured in Wired, Anderson Cooper, and is known nationally throughout the country. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is a platform where you can learn anything from design, cooking, and coding. Go to turningpointpodcast.com to get two premium months free. And now, enjoy the show. David, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on the show. Of course, I like to kick off the interview, which is understanding how your entrepreneurship journey began. Was it when you were little? Was it something that you developed later in life? So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure thing. So I actually started my first company when I was 16 years old. So uh, it was with a buddy from, from high school. Uh, we started a company revolving around running um, sort of half marathons. Um, so it was really as a young kid and I had no idea what I was doing back then. And so many learning lessons came to be throughout all of it. Um, eventually started another company while I was in college. Uh, and then, you know, when I was peaking in my senior year, I ended up, uh, right before I graduated, started Viral Ideas, uh, which is my current company now. So it really started as a kid and, um, you know, I've had other jobs I've worked for people. So I've, I've been on both sides of the fences, nothing. Yep. I, I've never had like a big boy job, if you will. Like I've never had like a, like an adult job where you like go in nine to five, but I've had like, you know, a bunch of odd jobs and those have been like fun, crazy stories too that have, you know, that have like, you know, helped the way I think. So, um, see, that's how I got started. So did you have a mentor or was it just like it was in you or you just like foster entrepreneurship on your own? Yeah. So yeah, I would, I would say I've, I've had a lot of mentors like um, growing up. It was, I don't think there's any entrepreneur out there that is truly self-made, right? Like, yes. you know, I started with very little, which by definition makes me self-made, but there was a whole army of people that have always surrounded me and surrounded my business that have helped bring me up. So, um, you know, I've had countless mentors, not just one person. It's, it's, you know, it takes a village, I guess. So, you know, even with some of the earlier businesses and even the businesses now, it's just been tons and tons of people and different people for different things too. So I know that you mentioned that, was it around 16 that you started that, um, the 5k competition, right? Yeah. Was that zombie run? Is that what we're talking about when you, oh. is that when you created it or was, or is this something else separately to that? This is something else, but zombie run is probably the one that's a little more well-known. So, yep. uh, zombie run was a 5k race toward around the country. Uh, we were in 16 cities throughout the country, uh, grew pretty quickly up to 35,000 participants. And ultimately it was just this amazing fun race that, you know, my favorite part about it was that this was the first time people were doing a 5k and you know i was able to share running which is something a huge passion of mine with you know thirty-five thousand people that got to run through this thematic race um so basically you would run with a flag football belt through a 5k course and uh zombies would chase after you trying to take those flag <laughs> football right from you so uh you know did that for for nine months and you know selling it 
awesome. So you sold it, right? Because I feel like that's still like a thing. Like you can still compete in like zombie runs, maybe like around Halloween during like, I feel it's always like towards the end of the year, but you sold that business, right? Correct. I do like, I do have to do one though. I haven't done one. Like I've done five Ks, but I'm not a very good runner. It's always a combination of running and walking. So I would be the first one to go. (laughs) You you can always run a little, run a little, walk a little. (laughs) So when I started the podcast, something that people kept saying to me is always leverage your content, whether it is like audio or video, but you having a business around viral marketing and like teaching people how to, do you think that's true? And like how important is video when you're trying to market yourself, like personal branding, but when you're also trying to market a business? It's the single most important thing you'll ever do in your entire life. No, I'm just kidding. That's a little extreme. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we work with, so, so viral ideas, uh, works with, um, you know, hundreds of different businesses on their video marketing strategy. So we don't, we don't work much on like the personal branding side, but you know, we see businesses basically take what they do, right? So let's take something very simple that we can all understand because we've all been through it. Let's take a plumbing business and a heating business, take what they do, get that in a video, get customer testimonials. Uh, get different videos about different services, educating people on what you do, and put that out there on modern mediums, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, um, your website even. And when people come to interact with you, now they're going to be able to see what you actually do and build trust on the internet before they ever see you. Before someone even calls a business these days, they're looking online. And even if they hit your website um, and they don't actually buy in that moment, you could still advertise to them through retargeting, through you know, through different forms of advertising, getting them to follow you on a newsletter. So, being a business now, one of the best ways you can get to them is through video, because it's basically I like to think of it as, as a sales channel that never sleeps. So, someone can watch your video at any time of day, and every time they watch uh, another view on your video, your cost of making that video, your cost of distributing, get incrementally lower because now you just have another person being engaged with your company. And then when they're ready to use your service or product, they'll know who you are because they've seen uh, you know, a good piece of content on you. You have to be creative. You have to make it good these days because there's a lot of competition out there. Yep. But um, you know, for any business owners, it is a great way to do it. You know, and a lot of the platforms are pushing it right now. Um, and even before that, you know, when you think about it, people were making commercials. You know? So whatever the medium by which you're getting to the, uh, to the end consumer is, almost doesn't matter. It's just you know, video is a great way in which you can do that and engage with people. I agree. And I think like a lot of people on Instagram nowadays, they're like, well, post a picture and write something really long to kind of capture people's attention. And I'm like, for me, it doesn't work. Like I'll read three sentences. I'm like, I'm done. But if it was a video, I feel that most times I finish the video. Like I go all the way to the end. So that message really comes through from that person who posted it versus having an image and all this text Cause then all day I would be just reading people's things and like, you know, people get bored, especially nowadays, like yeah. our attention span is so small. So I feel like with video, you do get your point across. So I think you're, you're, you're right on point with that. So do you agree with that? Or do you think a combination of both is, is good? I think, I think, you know, I'm not going to say one's better or worse than the other, yeah. but I do think in watching a video, uh, what you get is you get three things, right? You can see someone, you can hear someone and you can also put text in the actual video that people can read. So you get the best of all the worlds of, and all the mediums of communication. Because you think about it, 
how can you really communicate with your customers? You can speak with them. That's audio-based language. You can see them face-to-face, -face, the visual. That's included in the video. Yep. Or you can write to them. And you could write a caption on your video. You can write a description of your video. You could even write text on your video. So it's, it's really, in my opinion, a combination of all, of all of the different mediums that you can use to get to people baked on one. Exactly. So just so that people know that are listening, um, what does your company, Viral Marketing, do? Um, my listener base is mostly creatives, influencers, and entrepreneurs. So a lot of people that are looking to either brand themselves or the business. Um, so what do you, do you offer, I guess, for people like that? So, so we, have, we have two products, right? So we okay. have Viral Ideas, which is uh, our production company. So we uh, do animated videos and production videos. Uh, for companies from startups to large businesses. Um, and then we also have Flexation, which is what my t-shirt's all about, uh, which is our product, which is on-demand video editing. So think of it as um, companies uh, and, and people have tons of video footage out there, but they need to edit it. So within two minutes, if you send us footage, we can uh, match you with an editor, I'll give you a fixed rate price and deliver your video within seven days. So it's just like this on-demand editing service that um, that works really, really well for, for a lot of different companies. So that's our, that's our more product side of things. And then we have viral ideas, which is our, which is our service side of the business. So this is probably like the pairing company, right? Viral marketing. And then they have this other product. Correct. Awesome. Awesome. Going back to like entrepreneurship in general, for young entrepreneurs out there, what do you suggest to get them started? Um, what things work for you that maybe you want to suggest to them? So... It, it's it's really difficult to give broad advice, but yeah. I, I would say I would say in in my head the, the best thing to do is keep it simple. So I think a lot of times people can get these ideas in their head that might be might be all the way out here, right? But you might only have the resources to do this. So so just start here and do this, right? You don't have to, you know, just just the way I kind of in the way my mind works, you might you might have already noticed it. Like you know, the way I broke down what a video actually is, it's quite simple. It's words and yes. Right. So, so you're just doing a certain combination of that to get a message across. Same thing with the business. So, you know, you want to distill, what do you sell and how do you sell it? You know, so, so someone explained, someone explained to me this the other day is, you know, when you're marketing something, you have what you're marketing, how are people going to get to you? Right. First thing you have to figure out, you have to figure out, you know, how are you going to get to those people? So when you're starting a business, you don't really need to get too complicated with it. Just Think about the basic things, you know, what am I selling? Who am I selling it to? How am I going to sell it to them? And then just get to work. That's awesome. How did you get into marketing? Like, did you go to school for that? Or was it something that you discovered? Hey, I'm really good at this. Might as well yeah. build a company and I have this great idea. So I'm going to go ahead with that. So, I, so I, I did go to school for it. So I went to school uh, at Temple and I went to Boston Community College before that. And my major at Temple was entrepreneurship and marketing. Um, so I, I would say I learned the most by just doing it and I do it. I mean, I'm, I'm someone who will just read and do hours of research, but then I'll also do and, and practice it. So, you know, they say a lot of people practice medicine, but market marketing is also a practice too, with a lot of trial and error because you're trying to reach an audience in different ways. So, you know, once you have refined that practice, you kind of know the right quote unquote prescriptions for, yeah. for different conditions if you will so um you know you want to you know as someone who markets you want to just 
kind of figure out what hits where, and then basically just prescribe that for yourself. Um, that's, how, that's how I learned how to do marketing you know, for myself. There's just tons and tons of trial and error. Where do you think viral marketing is going to be maybe in the next five years? Like, I guess what, I know you have a mission right now, right? Uh, as any other company, but where do you envision this company going? Yeah, so, so we, in the long run, um, you know, we're, we're pushing a lot of our product flexation right now. So you know, we really want to be that place that uh, really provides a simple connection between someone who can create and someone who wants something created. And, you know, for flexation, we want it to be that place that, you know, if you're a creator that wants to travel the world and you're in a video editor, you can log on to flexation and work from anywhere in the world. And you can, you can uh, get projects, you can work on your own terms. And we want that to be available for creators all over the world. Um, and for companies, we want it to be that value prop that you get this talent pool that is instantly available at your fingertips, that is responsive, that you know wants to work on your project, and is eager and and available to do that because they're granted the lifestyle that they want to, by way of you giving them a project. So we want to create this this kind of mutually awesome marketplace for both creators and you know those who those who want things created. So. Um, so far, it's working out great. We have, we have about 100 customers with, uh, with Flixation. We have lots of editors that are, that are standing by waiting to, you know, waiting to uh, handle all the projects that are, that are needed. That's great. So the way that that works is like a company may come, right, with something that they need and they have a fixed budget. So they find an editor that fits those needs or is it like the editor kind of gives them like, this is my range. And if you don't fit that range, then you might need to find another editor. We, we just have a pricing algorithm. So you just go on the, you oh. just go on the site, plug in some info and it spits you at a price at the bottom. And then editors can either accept or reject that price based on, based on like market rates and stuff like that. That's really good. Cause I feel like finding editors nowadays, like I might want to do a video, for example, for my podcast and like it's okay. I can put in the time to learn, but it's not the same as if you have someone who has the experience to actually do that for you. Exactly. Um, so, and having also like a pool of people that I can search versus now I got to Google, find out who's good, find out if they actually can, you know, deliver what I want as an end product. So I think this is a terrific idea. And especially because it works for both people who are trying to grow a brand and for businesses. So I think this is a really, really good idea. Thank you. So as I kind of wrap up the interview a little bit, I like to ask two questions to sure. talk a little bit less about entrepreneurship and business. Um, so one is what books have you read that had made an impact in your life and which one would you recommend? So I have so many, but when, I was, when you sent me over this question, I'm like, how can I do this with one book? But I will try my best to just say one book and not say 25 books. So, <laughs> Um, so my, one of my favorite books was Elon Musk's autobiography. Um, it was actually given to me by my favorite college professor, um, who wrote so humbly in my thing to the next Elon Musk, which maybe got to my head, but I also don't fully believe yet. So, um, so the, the actual getting of the gift was a big deal for me, but the actual book was incredible and incredibly inspiring to see someone who literally bet everything on his projects. Like, like he could have been good like for life 
after he sold his first company. Like he did not have to do a single other thing in his life. And then he started what he started now. And, I, and to me, that's, that's amazing. He's a tenacious entrepreneur who I believe is going to change the world. And the autobiography really just goes into how his upbringing got him there. That's awesome. It's funny that you say that because so this week I got in the Tesla for the first time, like I've seen them and um, I was with a friend and we tried ludicrous plus mode. So you basically go from like zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. And I didn't know it was going to be like that. And I guess he's like a big fan of space balls. So that's why he picked ludicrous plus. And so the screen kind of changes to what you see in the movie space balls. It's ridiculous. I had such a blast doing that. That's great. So, and the second question is, how do you unwind from the day-to-day, like on the weekend or maybe on a weeknight? Uh, what do you do? Yeah, good question. So this is the other thing that you'll, you can cut me off whenever you want about this because I'll not stop talking about it. <laughs> uh, I'm a triathlete. So I um, uh, do Ironmans and do like other crazy endurance fun things. Um, so basically I swim, bike, and run in my spare time. Um, which sounds monotonous to a lot of people, but to me, it's like just my way of uh, like unwinding my head. And I actually, the, um, the biggest takeaway from that that I can give to a lot of people is twofold. First thing is I, I actually don't listen to any music when I do it. So it sounds crazy. You'll go out for a five hour bike ride, no music. And the reason I do that is because the music is a distraction. I'm using this as a way to unwind which for me is getting into my own head and letting my own thoughts calm down. So to me, it's like a meditative five hours. Yeah. That's also very physically challenging. So I don't want to shy away from the physical challenge. I want to move towards it. And one of the ways I do that is just eliminating the distraction that is music. The other thing I'll say about it is endurance sports is the same thing as a business. So, you know, my first Ironman uh, was, took me 14 hours, 59 minutes and 17 seconds. So I was out there going, for those of you all know, Ironman is 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, 26.2 mile run. So I was out there for 15 hours going. Same thing, and to train for it, it took me a full year to get to the starting, just to get to the starting line. And in, in, in business, it's the same thing. When you start your first company, it's not gonna go hit right away, most likely. And if it does, call me up and I'll give you the best congratulations in the world. <laughs> you're an anomaly and that would be amazing if you did it but you know most companies it just takes a lot of time to get it right and um same thing with endurance sports you have to put in a lot of time and training and the actual events take a really long time to actually compete in so you know i plan to do it for as long as my body will let me um my goal is to go to kona with it so my goal is to do 12 total ironmans um which will get me to kona or you could do it really fast which is not in the cards for me, but, um, you know, it's what I do in my spare time. I'm super passionate about it. And, you know, I'm always, people are always asking me to, like, in addition to business questions, they're always asking me, you know, ways to get in shape, ways to stay in shape, you know, stuff like that. Cause it's, you know, somehow I've managed to squeeze it into my busy schedule of, of training for that. Cause it's between 12 and 15 hours of training a week when I'm, when I'm training for one. So, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to help people with that as well. In addition to, in addition to business stuff. Well, when I try to like work out, I'll put music on. And now lately I'm like, I've been trying to catch up with books and I listen to audiobooks. but I think you're right about just being in silence and being in your head. Um, I think it was like Ryan Holiday who said like stillness is the key 
and we're just trying to stay still so that ideas can kind of come to us so that we can keep moving our business or creating a business or whatever it is that you're working on. So if you're like consumed by music or audiobooks, that won't happen. So I think it's really good to just have that stillness at the same time you're doing physical work, but in your head, you're thinking and concentrating on other things. So I think that's a really good idea. I might try it. I never had anyone that said that. I think like everyone's like, I just listen to music and run. It's like my time. Yeah. But it's also a creative time while you're doing working, working out for your health. So even if you try it next five workouts, right? Like the next five workouts, just try no music, put your phone away. You don't need to take a selfie, whatever, you know, <laughs> you could just get through the workouts and you'll start to notice your brain, your brain at first it'll be like, this is hell. Like this is the worst thing in the world. But after 10, 15 minutes, your brain will just be like, Oh, this is nice. I don't have my phone. I don't have a text message to answer. I'm just running. I'm just biking. I'm just swimming. I'm just lifting whatever your medium of working out is. And it's just kind of, it's just nice to just do and let your head be by itself and just allow, you know, if it hurts, that's fine. If it, you know, if it's, if you're breathing heavy, just listen to that. Just accept the fact that your body, you know, you get to do this with your body and it's, you know, it's definitely something that like has become a very meditative practice for me. Now I will say sometimes I do listen to music because I do want to distract myself from all the <laughs> Of course. But most of the time when I do it without the music, it's, it's a very valuable experience for me. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for being part of the podcast again. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I hope you really enjoyed this episode where we talked a little bit about entrepreneurship, creating a business, uh, the feelings that you're going through while you're doing that, but at the same time, how to decompress and how to just take time for yourself to figure out your next move with your business. If you're loving the podcast, remember to leave a rating and a review in iTunes. And if you're looking for any other information on the podcast, or if you want free resources, don't forget to go to turningpointpodcast.com. And for now, see you next time.